0: Welcome back to our listeners to another episode, another installment of La Ventanita
1: Podcast.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, can you remind us what our listeners are uh, anticipating or what they can expect?
1: From the podcast show, this show? Yes, sir. Well, first and foremost, we have a very, very special guest, probably the most special guest that we're ever going to have from my perspective. Mm -hmm. So I need to say that. And the reason why, it's because it's my rib. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> it's the lady who caught my eye. Come on. It's the lady who, when I saw her, I said, this is bone of my blown bone, flesh of my flesh. <laughs> no, nah, but we have none other than my wife, Angelica Baraona. This is the first time she's on the show. We're in a small little booth. This is the first time I don't feel awkward in a small little booth at the Mandel Library because I'm with my wife.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Yes. It's a very tiny blue color. So it feels kind of like (laughs) romantic, but it's not at the same time.
1: (laughs) It's a little intimate in there. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe like unholy. (laughs) I'm just playing. All right. Anyways. Yes. My wife is in the show today. And today, we're going to be talking about evangelism. We're going to be talking about um, this topic of street evangelism. We've been doing evangelism. And, man, we've been doing it in one of the most old school ways, which is tocando puertas. Mm. Knocking on doors. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. And spiritually. Knocking on the doors of people's hearts. But, yeah, man, that's what we're about to get into. Mm.
0: Well... Welcome to the First Lady uh, Pastora Angelica. (laughs) Welcome to to the show and I know you've been hearing us in our conversations on the side and a lot of actually what we talk about you were present for that um, back when you guys were both here in Chicago. So it's it's really refreshing to to see you and to hear your voice and on this conversation as well. So so thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's so much fun to be here with you both on the podcast. I, yeah, she said, I, I listened to you both as, as, as you record many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm like, Oh, that was funny. I like get to hear the, the pre edits. So it's exciting to, to be here and kind of, yeah, kind of go back to that, um, dining table conversations that we used to have.
0: Mm -hmm. Here's my question though. Here's my Mm -hmm. question for you guys. Where is the evangelist?
1: (laughs) evangelist, Junia, Junia, our daughter, is right now with her grandma. Yeah. She is straight up just chilling with her grandma right now. Abuela, Abuela, excuse me. I was really
0: excited to hear from her and her perspective on how evangelism went. But we'll have to save that for another episode.
2: Another episode right now. She she will be tearing these booth down. <laughs> too many fun things to hold and cords and things to put in her mouth. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait until she she can babble her own words, so that she mm-hmm. can tell us in a language that we can understand. Because her heavenly language is too yeah.
1: right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> That's, Come right. On. That's right. That's right.
0: Man, so real quick, um, can you give us just a brief intro of of who you are? Um, maybe just a little bit about your journey thus far, on on what it's been like for you as you've partnered with Jeremy and in, in church planting.
2: Wow, Josh, that's not a real quick question.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> um, I, it's been great, honestly. I think he it it took me a while to come to the the scene, what God has shown Jeremy in terms mm-hmm. of why we needed to move to this place uh, and do ministry in West Palm, in the South, uh, south Side. Um, but I feel like once once I saw it, it was I'm sold. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely been um, exciting and um, we have faced challenges. Some we ha- you guys have talked about here in the podcast, but through all of that, I think um, I'm just encouraged to know that that we're walking in what God has called us to do as a family, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that He He's the one responsible for the fruit. Like we mm-hmm. don't, we can convince anybody to put their faith in Jesus, but um, we do our work, and He does the rest. So I think there's, there's I have experienced a lot of freedom and peace with just um, knowing that that our role is to serve and then he does the other part, the bigger mm. part the, um, is not, the weight is not on us. Um, and I think even up to this point, it's been um, for me, a lot of like, I want to help more, but I'm home with a little baby. So mm. it hasn't been, uh, I have felt like I haven't been able to be as involved in some of the fun things, like some nights, Jeremy and Mario go evangelize, but I have to stay home because the baby's sleeping. And um, Mm. some nights we get help, but some other nights I have to stay. So um, in that sense, if I'm honest, sometimes I feel uh, saddened and I haven't been able to be in some of the things like in the forefront. But I know it's season, so um, Mm. uh, um, no discouragement in that sense. Like I know this is our season. I'm glad to be with our baby and I see what God is doing. And so, yeah, I think that's a little brief of how this experience so far has been for us and really, really excited to see how God is going to open doors in our neighborhood in, in long term.
0: Yeah. Man. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you're, you're right on where we want to talk about today. We're revisiting this conversation on evangelism and outreach and, uh, if you were, if you heard our trailer, uh, that was released previously uh, before this episode, you would know that there was an interest meeting that was um, being launched at the Light West Palm Beach. So, in our segment La Plena, uh, where we keep things real, we talk about uh, the experience. I'll leave this up to you guys. Uh, can you share, bring us into that story? What was what was that interest meeting like? What was it? Leading up to it, what was it to that um, on that day? What did you guys see? What happened?
1: Yeah, so so to kind of give context, uh, one of the things that we've been recently just trying to to navigate is how do we how do we legitimately uh, m- connect with our community and tell them, hey, we're a church. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we are planting a church. So we we strategized and we said, man, it'd be fun to do an interest meeting. Maybe maybe that's that's the move. And by interest meeting, uh, essentially, we just invite everybody we know to come hear more about what we're doing at, at a church, um, as a church, mm-hmm. and we bought some Facebook ad space, Instagram ad space, uh, to promote that. I think it was like forty seven. Hundred or so people saw the ad. Wow. Uh, we targeted it specifically in the community. So even Facebook was like, You sure you want to do this? Cause usually when you buy ad space, you try to get like a specific kind of target group, but you make it wider. But like we were mm-hmm. like, No, it's this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And not people who just visit the neighborhood, <clears throat> excuse me, but people who live in the neighborhood. So Facebook I think it was a Facebook robot.
2: <laughs> it was like, okay. The algorithm. The
1: algorithm talked right. me. <laughs> Said, okay. We promoted it through a connect that I have actually through a, a friend of mine, Ness Medina, he was on the show a few weeks ago.
0: Shout out to Ness.
1: Yeah, he had a connect, and we were able to get free Chick fil A. He had Cafe Collection from Havana. Yes, sir. Like- Restaurant, staple staple restaurant in the city, especially where we live. And guess what? Hmm. Nobody showed up. Absolutely nobody came. So that was really discouraging Mm -hmm. because we thought, Mm -hmm. hey, at the very least, the free Chick-fil-A. Is gonna work.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know how you're gonna turn down free Chick Fil A and free café con leche, bro.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we we realize that the um, people, a lot of people in our neighborhood, actually don't know Chick Fil A. Um, mm.
1: Or they may have heard of it, but they're not but like they
2: haven't like tried it like that eat, eat it enough to like be like yeah we love chick-fil-a oh,
1: yeah.
2: there, some, some learning there but i think the most important part for for us was realizing that wow no matter how many great things or hooks we can put to have people want to come um it might still not be a priority to walk into a church building just yet for most of the people that were in relationships. And mm-hmm. uh, interestingly, a lot of people say like, yeah, I'll come or like, that sounds great or that's interesting. Yeah, I want to know more about your church. Um, people that we had great conversations, prayer time, um, where some were saying that they wanted to show up. Um, but they didn't. So that. Mm-hmm. Um, more than just a discouragement for us to be like, oh, um, we put all this work and nobody came. It was also the the realization of this shows us how much um, people is lost and how much maybe this is not a priority in their lives. Like people is not going to pursue God.
1: Or, or or this method isn't going to work. Right. Mm.
2: So we need to do something different in order to help people um, see who God is and almost like come to them, reach them, yeah. show it right in their space um, rather than in, an, uh, in another space. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I do want to pause there just briefly before you guys continue um, sharing about what happened. Um, yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not really familiar with like the strategy side of church planting um like the the what is the word I'm not I think I guess the approach you know when you uh on on how like like, like this interest meeting um it seems like there's kind of like this quote unquote formula that should work right um but I guess real quick if you guys can kind of lean into that where did you where did you pick that up? Not I don't, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. And be like, I got it from him. He
1: lied to me. Not but you yeah, if you can,
0: <laughs> yeah, if you can share with us a little bit, like, what are some of the things, you know, because I, I don't imagine that I, I imagine some of it is you guys are getting together with Mario, you're you have that creative space to brainstorm and to collaborate, but you're also receiving training um, and, and tools on how to reach your neighborhood. So can you share a little bit about that side of, of launching into the interest meeting um, the whole, yeah. What did, what did, what did that look like strategizing as a team?
1: Yeah. So, so the idea of the interest meeting really came from me. And it, it really comes from some of the training that I've had in years past. So it's not something that I've been trained on more recently. Um, but usually when, when you're starting a church, uh, what church planters do is they do an interest meeting that mainly is targeted toward uh, the workers, Christians, Christians. From mm-hmm. different churches, usually there's like a sponsoring church that says, hey, go with this family to plant this church. And if you think you might be interested, go to this interest meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we haven't had that opportunity much. I mean, we've had some uh, some ability to do that. I don't want to say we we haven't had it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But since being on the ground, we haven't had it maybe. But once um, we we I guess we've had different opportunities, but when we were kind of strategizing, it's like more speaking engagements. And then it's kind of like, hey, if you guys are interested, talk to this brother, which has been cool. And we're grateful for that. So as I was kind of thinking through that, I was like, hmm, we want to plant a church that reflects the community, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking to church planting Gurus, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, if you want a church that reflects a community, then start out that way because it's harder to reverse that yeah. later."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the wisdom that we got, uh, which I I still think that, that that's great wisdom. So I said, "Well, okay, so how do we actually tell people? I mean, besides just serving them, hey, we're li- we're starting a church, mm-hmm. so that's what we said. Well, let's do an interest meeting." And use that formula that a lot of church planters employ with the laborers or the workers. And I said, Man, let's let's take it to the street. Let's try to get let's try to get the streets into the interest meeting and see what we get. Yeah. And we got nothing.
2: Well, in mm-hmm. reality it was a trial, you know. Yeah. Uh, most times when interest meetings are held at share said, is, um cater to Christians to recruiting other mm-hmm. believers to join your work, so that you mm-hmm. have enough people to start out services or different um, type of gatherings in the in the community where you're planting. Mm-hmm. So um, for us, it was more like, well, let's see, let's see if the community responds, mm-hmm. and let's see if putting some things that might sound interesting, like some free coffee, you know, like uh, doing a really cool facebook ad following like the advice and how to do these to like really make it inviting for people so um for i saw it most as a test trial and mm. um as a, a way to see if this is a way to engage people and we we'll learn a lesson Doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not necessarily the way to reach unbelievers or people that are not yet interested in being part of a church community. Um, in-, in our
1: community. In our neighborhood, yeah. Or at least for us. May- yeah. Maybe somebody else comes in and tries to start a church, and they do it that way, and they kill it. Yeah. But at least for us, it just hasn't worked.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: So yeah. um I think the lesson was valuable. Um mm-hmm. We didn't really spend much because, I like, again, we got the connection. So Chick-fil-A was donated, and we were able to, Distribute that. We'll talk about that in a seg. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So all of the things that we um invested on, we still were able to use and repurpose mm-hmm. for other things. Um, but it was a learning. I think it was a lesson to think about how yeah, what what doesn't work. Sometimes yeah. we need to learn those things too.
0: Mm. Yeah, that actually you're you're helping me transition into this next question, so you viewed it as as a trial. It didn't work.
1: So what did you guys do? Yeah. So it started at six thirty. The interest meeting. Mm-hmm. It's almost six thirty. Actually, I think it's past six thirty, and I in the in the building that we're renting, there's like a courtyard, and I went in the cut. And I just started to pray slash like, Lord, please. Like crying, like, Lord, please bring somebody. You know, we put in a lot of work and time. Man, I know that prayer rope. And I had this sense like, yo, ain't nobody coming, yo. Hmm. And the crazy thing is later on, my wife and and, uh, another brother who's on our team, Mario, like we were all in position and they had that same sense too.
0: Hmm.
1: And sure enough, nobody came. So I'm like starting to feel super discouraged. I'm like, "Yo, ain't nobody coming." I just know nobody's coming. Mm-hmm. And I literally and I'm so I'm in like in this courtyard, like outside. And apparently, my dad was outside. My dad came to the support, and then my dad just started shouting my name. And I'm just like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> like it sounded like I was in trouble uh uh-huh. Because he couldn't get a hold of me in air because I didn't have my phone on me. And he he essentially was like when I finally was like, Yes, yes, dad, what do you you know, what do you want? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. He was like <laughs> he's like, Yo, I'm gonna hit the street, yo. Hmm. And yo, no lie, in my heart of hearts, I was like, Lord, I'll do anything. <laughs> but knock on doors. But like I'm like yo, how is my dad gonna go out there? Yeah, and evangelize. And by hit the street, that's what he meant. He was like, yo, I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. evangelize. Mm Like I'm, you know, as a leader, I'm like, yo, how am I not gonna go out there? (laughs) You know, and go do this with him. So, anyways, man, we all the volunteers that were there. They were mostly my family, actually. uh, That was just like you.
2: (laughs) Just your family. It was just like,
1: yeah, it really was all my family or people that, like, I really grew up. Like, they might as well be my family. They're like, Mm -hmm. literally, day ones. And they were just like, yo, let's hit the street. So, like, literally, my dad, my cousins, their kids, like, yo, we went to go evangelize, pass out Chick fil A.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And Promote the Bible study that started yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was crazy. And we got rid of most of the, actually all of the all Chick-fil-A. Of the
2: Chick-fil-A. Mm. Yeah. All of it.
1: Yeah. Jeremy
2: it was... didn't have seconds for for lunch next day. Like we yeah. had to out. out. Um, so I think that was an awesome thing to see. You know, we had a hundred Chick-fil-A. That's a lot of chicken sandwiches, you know. Like, once mm-hmm. you see that bag with all the chicken sandwich and feel the responsibility of someone entrusted us this food so that it goes to people, what are we going to do with this food? How, like, we won't, we cannot eat 100 chick filling sandwiches. Yeah, and we, we didn't catch it.
1: Uh, I mean, I wanted to, but i <laughs> <shouldn't. laughs> <No. laughs> um,
2: Just the praise for me was seeing it go out to the community. Mm. Uh, And people, even the interesting thing is that even when people didn't take the sandwich, they talked to us because Mm. we were offering the sandwich. Um, So I thought that was really interesting Um, that even if people, you know, they don't necessarily trust you. They don't know you. They might not know if they are going to like this chicken sandwich or not because they might not have tried it before whatever. Mm -hmm. But they still allow us to talk to them. So yeah. because we had rally some volunteers from our family, shout out to them for their gracious support. Mm. For real. <laughs> um, we were able to do something that just the three of us, we wouldn't have been able to do. Mm. To connect with so many people on one day um, and get to share about the Bible study and about our church. I thought that was really, really great.
1: Mm. And, and one of my cousins, shout out to my cousin, Haro. Half Dominican, half Ecuadorian, que lo que? <laughs> Yo, my man, he had the Chick-fil-A, like, duffel bag, the warm-up bag. <laughs> Yo, my man had it on his head. <laughs> like, if he, like, lived... Uh, you ever seen, like, in Africa or... Ha- I've been to Haiti. Uh-huh. You know, like People wear, like, product on their head. But yeah. my yeah. man... Was walking through the hood, through alleys, bro.
0: <laughs> man,
1: <laughs> with that on his head, and the whole time I'm like, "Yo, why doesn't my man Harold just let me hold it with him? Like, there's two uh-huh. handles, yeah, or or at least wear the, you know, the the strap over your neck, over his shoulder, yeah. Yo, but my man was like, nah. Like you're the one out here talking to people about Jesus. Like I'm. A, Yo,
0: that's that's an armor bear right there, man. That's armor bear ministry,
1: bro. My man was through, bro. We got pictures of it. We got my man walking through the hood, bro, through the alleys. Wow. <laughs> like with that with hot chicken on his head, bro, yeah. and. uh Yeah, man, I think at the time I was just kind of like, man, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Mm But in retrospect, that was hilarious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think something to kind of mention about neighborhood is that there is a lot of, sadly, a lot of homelessness and a lot Mm -hmm. of people just in the street. So, um, yeah, the fact that we got this provision that we were able to share, um, I think we, we might not know today who was really blessed by that provision of food. Um, by that one meal that maybe saved that tired parent from cooking uh, or um, spare someone in the street from going hungry. So yeah. I feel really blessed by that um, reality. But that was not all of it. And there's, mm-hmm. there's more to it. And these they got conversations, like the fact right. that um, we went out and people welcome us there were a lot of testimonies uh, of just God really touching people and showing them how he's been reaching out to their mm-hmm.
0: lives. Mm-hmm. Man, do you mind talking about what those conversations sounded like?
1: Yeah, so, so pretty much our approach, you know, was just real.
0: Like, it, it was
1: just straight up like, hey, my name is Jeremy. I'm starting a new church. I'm a pastor. The name of the church is The Light. And, man, is it okay if I invite you to something real quick? It was either that or I would start out with, or we would start out with, man, do you have a minute just to just, just to talk about God? We're out here um, just trying to hear people's perspective perspective on God and also give our perspective on God. Mm. And the crazy thing was, man, people would actually talk to us. I mean, of course, you get people who are like, nah. And we're not the type of people that were just like, nah, but you got to hear this. Your blood is you on have. my hands. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, if you don't want to talk to us, cool. You know, and mm-hmm. I think since we live here, it's like, man, I'm probably going to see you around the way, mm-hmm. anyways. And hopefully, you know, we could build a relationship. But yeah, that was our approach. And then when people would say, yes, I'm down to talk, man, we would ask them good questions, like questions about, man, what does it mean to have a personal relationship with God and actually mm. try to listen to people. And then we would ask them politely, like, man, can we, can we share a little bit about what, what that means to us and what the, yeah. what we believe um, the Bible is trying to sp- say to humanity. Mm. Um, so from there, yeah, we would just talk to people about Jesus. We would talk to people about God's grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would talk to people about some of the, social issues, well even if they didn't call it that, but like just the social issues that plagued them, mm-hmm. like we were able to just kind of engage people on those things. But but the crazy thing is I would say more than anything, we were able to kind of how do how do I say this? Like in some ways engage people's stories. Mm you know listen mm. to their stories and engage them give them a god perspective to their story
0: yeah mm. yeah man Now thank you for sharing that um it's it's really cool to see that you guys you know didn't stay down in your discouragement but um you guys took it out to the streets so that that
1: I had my little nephews. My little nephews were hype, bro. Yeah. I just really? I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. No, you good? You're good? <laughs> yeah. Yo, my little nephews, yo, they were hype, bro. All walking through the neighborhood, passing out chicken, being like, "Yo, can I come to your Bible study, Uncle?" You know, like, and I'm gonna tell people Man. about it. And I was just like, "All right, cool." You know,
0: yeah, so dude. I, that, it's so cool to see your family involved with that too.
1: Yeah, to see I'm that. I was
0: gonna
2: say that. For us, we knew that this could happen from the beginning. Mm. Like -hmm. even when we talked about, um, before we got the Chick-fil-A, we thought about barbecuing, which Mm -hmm. required a little bit more work and financial investment. But we said, well, nobody shows up. We just take the burgers and knock on doors. So like we already had this idea in our mind that this could happen and that this will be our approach. But it was more, if we're honest, of... But we hope that that doesn't have to be the case. You know, like kind of dreadfulness about having to go knocking doors. But it was what God wanted. I think for us, we realized it's like what was our plan B maybe was God's plan A.
0: Mm -hmm. Man, that's a perfect segue actually into uh, our next segment, which is Ivos. Um, So I do want to ask kind of leaning into that a little bit more. Maybe you can tease it out a little bit more. Um. what did you, what have you noticed worked, what didn't work? What have you observed in this approach? And have you have come to the realization that this is actually part of the DNA of the light West Palm beach when it comes to evangelism?
2: Yeah, I would say that we have realized and, and continue to be affirmed that um, our first task as a church mm-hmm. um, or our first way mm, of connecting with people is out on, on their terms, where they're at already, mm-hmm. at the park, um, in their homes, in the courtyards, uh, at the school. So um, in some sense, it kind of reaffirm that what we have been doing in the last seven months, trying to serve and connect in these third spaces is what we need to continue to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some way, it's good that we offer the Bible study and that we have a space that we can point people to, especially mm-hmm. when people do want to ask more questions or want to be in community, but in some way not expect that to be the primary mission. So yeah. we're not um, planting a Bible study or a Sunday service. We are um, reaching and really our job is to get into the the, the neighborhood, know mm-hmm. the streets, know the people, know where they live, know their story, pray for them and continue to be in some way um, a shepherding um, and witness to, to our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the hard part of that is that, and I think we wrestle with this is like, but when, God, when is people going to be ready to yeah. come and want to follow you and want to be, you know, do this Christian community thing where we mm. are meeting mm. and doing Bible studies and, um, yeah, like, for example, yesterday had a great lesson for children, but we had no children. So we had, mm. like, to say, well, we'll keep it in the box, and when children do show up, we have the lesson ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's that desire, you know, we do desire to see people wanting to follow Christ and become family with us um, mm. as our value states. But we know it starts with loving them and sharing the gospel, and that doesn't happen in the building mm-hmm. that happens in the street. So in some way, it he, he keeps reassuring some of the things we feel, also um, um, pointing to what the priorities are for this season of our church.
0: Um, yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I think if I step take a step back, I think, honestly, man, I'm just really discouraged right now. Mm. And I think part of my, or or a large large part of my discouragement is just asking myself, man, in these last few years of ministry, yo, what have I really been doing? Mm. And, and not in the sense where I feel like my pastoral ministry before planting a church has been meaningless. I think it's, It shaped me and it shaped other people's. But I I think what have I really been doing in terms of evangelism, in terms of meeting people right where they're at? uh, I I just get burdened because, man, I'm really passionate about the church reflecting the community.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: the, the more and more I'm doing this, I'm like, yo, that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, really difficult. Like it's really difficult uh, to to just. I mean, and it's not like we're not having good conversations, man. It's not like people aren't like receptive to the gospel and things like that. But I'm just like, yo, it's just hard to get them into our quote religious. Not really. I don't want to call it religious services, but but our rhythms our our rhythms as a church
0: in relationship to what we talked about about the interest meeting and even changing your approach is that something that both of you have seen growing up in the churches that shaped and formed your understanding of church ministry and outreach yes or what it or what is what is it that you saw and how are you um navigating that tension
1: you're saying like the interest meeting type stuff? Interest or, meeting or the and event? outreach. Both. They're knocking both. on
2: doors, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> both, both. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that. I, I'll say for me, yeah. I never saw an interest meeting done or anything on that turf. I always saw um, evangelism, street mm. evangelism. Actually, um, my church back home, um, every Saturday morning, had a crew of people go do exactly what we did, knock on doors. Mm-hmm. And Emory, in Venezuela. In Venezuela, yeah. yeah. Um, and we will, like, almost, it was a very strategic approach in the sense that they will zone the city. Uh, yeah. And we like, okay, in the year, we're going to cover all of mm-hmm. these neighborhoods around us. And mm-hmm. in all of those neighborhoods, we have a small group that meets in that zone so that when we are knocking on doors and telling people about the good news, we're not just knocking on doors, throwing a flyer at their face. We're saying, hey, this is the good news of Jesus. And by the way, that mm-hmm. house over there, they're believers. You can go there whenever you need something. Mm-hmm. And we will do that neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood and go back again and circle back into these communities. Um, and some some Saturdays, there were like 10 people there. And some other mm. Saturdays, you had fifty people going to do this work. Mm-hmm. And to be real, I hated it. It was one of the only things that I always dreaded about um, being in the church. And because I was in some way some a youth leader, and then I became the leader of the um, like the media side of the uh-huh. church, I felt like I was responsible to go to show an example. But it, there was always this struggle in my heart. I'm like, oh, I hate doing this. I don't I'm a- <laughs> I don't like talking to a stranger on the street. And I don't hey. like being protected. But
0: yeah.
2: having that experience now, looking back, I'm like, I'm so grateful. Because mm. all the fears got broken down then. And yeah. my church was really good at partnering someone who knows how to do it with someone that have, has no clue. So mm-hmm. for the first few times I went... I honestly just kind of sat in the back and watch other people do it and was a person with, here is the paper. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be doing a lot of the talking, but that taught me a lot. I could mm-hmm. watch people do it and, and see the genuineness of this. And, and that's how, that was like a big part of the, the growth of the church was just going to the street and then calling yeah. people and pointing them to the group that met in their neighborhood and, um, yeah, it was a, a really valuable part of of the way the church um, grew, at mm-hmm. least my own church.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think same same for me. Yeah, I grew up, man, like pretty much just doing what we did mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways. like Like it was like all my cousins either called me or texted me the same thing. They're like, yo, man, yo, cuz, don't be discouraged. We, we call each other cuz. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yo, cuz, please, don't be discouraged. But, man, you got to go out and get it. Like, yeah. you got to go out there and just...
0: Old know,
1: just school. Old school. Like, you got to be out there, like, talking to people, fam, and just, you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, in many ways, what they echoed is just, what we grew up saying just yeah. straight up going to somebody and being like yo if you died today fam or if you met god today mm-hmm. where 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 would you stand before a holy god yeah just like that that's and that and in some ways that's the reason why i didn't want to do that because growing up i just i don't know they're just It'd be kind of awkward, right? Like, you're evangelizing with your church, fan and you yeah. see somebody from school, and you're just like, dang, I don't want to be.
0: <laughs> hey, man. I, I don't want to be you, bro. Done.
1: You know? Yeah. And so, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, it has everything to do with, you know, just image. It's like, man, I don't want to be looked at as, like, a Jesus freak or something like that. But, like, mm-hmm. but it's okay, you know? Like, it, it's mm-hmm. all right.
0: Mhm. Man. So we're we're wrapping up on our on our time, but Angelica, you you said, you know, you come to realize that you're supposed to meet them on their terms and on their turf um in their space. So on Tuesday, I noticed on my phone I got a missed call from Jeremy. Uh Tuesday, you know, I play basketball with with guys from my church. And so I hit Jeremy back up and tell us about Tuesday, man, because I I want to I want to hear that story again. I want to hear about what happened that evening, and I want our listeners to know what's what 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 God is doing through you guys.
1: Yeah. So so as I said before, like it was pretty much my family, uh, a pastor friend of mine, and one of my day one dudes. That might as well just be family. We swarmed the block like we just out there knocking doors, you know, knocking knocking on doors. And uh, later on afterwards, my dad texted me. He's like, yo, I met this dude, gave me his number. Uh, I told him you would call him. Fast forward, called dude on Tuesday. And I'm just like, yo, my name is Jeremy. I'm a pastor. I'm the pastor. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to your dad, um, cat from El Salvador. And then um I was just like, as I'm wrapping up the phone call, I was like, yo, can I pray for you? And he's like, yo, not only can you pray for me, could you pray for (laughs) the rest of the people that live in this building? Like, he's like ready to take like prayer requests from everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said this, but I was like, yo, what if I just come over there right now and just pray for you? So he was like, this is all in Spanish, by the way. I get to the building. Um, He meets me outside go inside and everybody's there. It's like four or five people there ready for the pastor to give them a little prayer. Una bendición is what they kept saying. Mm -hmm. So it's a blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I'm praying, I was just praying scripture. Like that came to mind over people. I'm not like a prophet or anything. Um, I was conscious of what I was saying. I, I just was just, Praying for people, scripture afterwards. Oh, oh, so actually, before I say afterwards, during the prayer, yo, these mugs got on their knees, yo,
0: mm.
1: crying out to God as I'm praying, like crying, like, Lord, like, please, mm. like, bless me. Yeah. So obviously I'm like not gonna stand on my knees. I was just like I guess I guess we're going on the ground. <laughs> yo, you
0: joined in with them.
1: <laughs> I joined in with them. I was like, all right, well I guess that's what we doing. <laughs> so I'm praying for them. So then afterwards, each one of them began to ask me, like, yo, you because I prayed for each one of them. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I didn't even think much of it. I was just mm-hmm. doing what I regularly do, and they were like, "Yo, why did you pray that scripture over me?" Mm. And I was just like, "Uh." <laughs> I mean, just it just came to mind, and then like they were just like, "Man, like, do you believe in prophecy, man? Like, because, mm-hmm. man, what you just prayed is exactly where I've been." Mm. Like unanimously, mm. so I, I mean, again, I, I'm not saying I, I'm a prophet or anything like that, but like, yeah, it just reminded me, man, how powerful the word is, mm-hmm. uh, how the Lord opens doors. You know, yeah. and that's a group of people that I've been connected with since, so you know, so that, yeah, a lot of good came out of that, and, and that's just like one story we've had other stories from that night. And since we've been, cause after that, yeah. we continue to hit the block. So. Mm-hmm. It's
2: become part of our rhythm as a church. Like. Yeah. We're going to take it to the streets. At least. Mm. In these certain times of the week. So that we can continue to grow. Um, in relationship. In evangelism. And as long as we keep having favor, we're going to keep knocking on doors. Um, yeah. I know. When Jeremy and Mario went last time, there were some people didn't open the door to them and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But there were mm-hmm. you know, people that kneel down and receive the prayer. So yeah, I think we see we see both and um, he's is
0: mm-hmm.
2: learning again to trust God with the results of what we're doing. Our yeah. labor is in his hands. Um, mm-hmm. And it's easier said than done. Like mm-hmm. okay. Sometimes we go through the emotions of like, wow, we're so excited that God did this through me. And then we're like, wow, God
0: yeah,
2: nothing. Yeah. Nobody showed up or mm-hmm. these people didn't open the door or this person didn't even answer my text and didn't show up when we were supposed to meet. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to romanticize that it's all great, but it's not always all right. right we we mm-hmm. see nothing. Like our highs are really high and our lows <laughs> can be pretty low too. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, just to our listeners, just pray with us that mm-hmm. that God will bring the fruit in His time and that it will
0: yeah.
2: be, it will be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, thank you so much for sharing the you know everything from the highs and lows of of uh, evangelism and ministry to you know, even being real with and vulnerable with us about the process of it all. So thank you guys for, for this time. I do want to leave it for you guys to share, you know, one last word, one last thought. Anything for our
1: listeners? Man, people need Jesus, yo. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: People need Jesus. And like, I know that's so cliche, but for real, like when you really talk to people about God, about family, man, you just realize, man, we live in a really broken world, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus is our only hope, man. So Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you, man. Maybe you're like me and you're like, man, I don't want to do these certain things. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you to do it. Do it. Do it at your Mm -hmm. job. Do it. You know, I don't know. Knock on doors if that's what God calls you to do. Um, yeah. Because people people really do need hope right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
2: a great word. <laughs> I think is yeah, to who? You don't have to be a pastor trying to plant a church to share the treasure that God has given you. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And yesterday, one sister that attended a Bible study, she was so just it's having so much joy about, like, I just want to tell people about his mm. goodness because i what i received is so good and when i look yeah. at my life what it used to be and what it is now like i'm here because of god and i want other people to know mm. that they they can have hope too um mm-hmm. that encouraged me and i hope that um from all of this um that's a message for for all of our listeners like um you don't sometimes all the bells and whistles don't are extra like all we need yeah. is to show people how genuine we are and and what God has done in our hearts and
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah and share the gospel.
0: Yeah, and thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for sharing your burden for people to know Jesus, but also reminding us of that urgency too uh, for those of us who are listeners and would would call ourselves believers and followers of Jesus Christ. There is an urgency for us to go out and mm-hmm. proclaim the good news of Jesus. And, you know, and a reminder that we're not in this calling alone either, that we're, we're um, unified and connected by the blood of Jesus. And we share this calling together as the global church. So thank you for that. Thank you, Angelica, for joining us. on this episode and we definitely have to have you on again soon all right y'all amen our time today thanks for joining
1: us thank you thank you peace peace